Hi gang, thanks for downloading this classic episode of News Fighters. Just a reminder, if you're looking for new, original episodes of News Fighters, they're now over on the Irrational Fear podcast feed. So search for Irrational Fear on your podcasting app or go to irrationalfear.com for all new episodes of News Fighters. In the meantime, enjoy this classic News Fighters episode. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction and free shipping. And that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable, too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. This is News Fighters. So you don't have to. With Dylan Behan. Yes, hello, fighters. Dylan Bain here, creator of your favorite Wacky Clips-based news comedy podcast, News Fighters. Now, we're currently on indefinite hiatus, just like affordable housing. Remember affordable housing? No, me neither. Yes, it turns out it took me uh, five years to realize the entire podcasting industry isn't like traditional media where you get paid to make content, but instead it's more like busking. But the other buskers are Barack Obama, Meghan Markle... Joe Rogan and Conan O'Brien. Uh, now, I do hope to bring News Fighters back at some point in the future, but in the meantime, I thought I'd uh, shore up some of my legacy and keep the podcast feed active by sharing some of my all-time favorite and least topical segments from our run of over 125 episodes from the last five years. And finally, this week, I'm sharing uh, the episode I released on July 24th, 2019, literally the day Boris Johnson became Prime Minister of the United Kingdom. Uh, I put a lot of work into this one, worked on it on and off over a month, and uh, I'm very proud of how uh, tight it is. I predicted what an unmitigated fiasco Boris Johnson's Prime Ministership uh, would turn out to be, and boy, did I fall short of the mark. Wow, no one no one could predict exactly how chaotic it could be. Anyways, here it is. I hope you enjoy it. Hello, Australia. Welcome to News Fighters for July 24th, 2019. And I don't know if you've heard the big news, but Great Britain is about to get its first Australian Prime Minister. When I first came back to Britain after a year in Australia, I think I was, I was 19 or so, my conversation was studied with phrases like, Bonza, mate, or you little ripper. Yes, Boris Johnson once lived in Geelong, and hasn't he got his head around all the Australian lingo? Well, almost all of it. Um, Donald Trump. I think a lot of Australians think he's a loose unit. A loose unit? Uh, like, a, like a fridge? Yes, and if he does succeed in becoming British PM, Boris Johnson actually has a lot of big plans for Australia. It will give us the chance 
to do new free trade deals, particularly with Australia. And look, I wonder if there's also going to be some relaxation in the visas for Australia. Yeah, this game. is a, something that uh, I, 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 long, I long to see. What I would like, and what I campaigned for in the past, is a is a free travel zone between Britain and Australia. Yes, a free mobility labour zone between Britain and Australia post-Brexit sounds like a good idea. Until you realise it'll probably bring more Boris Johnsons out here. Whether they would be actually delirious with joy in Australia about the idea of loads more poms coming out to Australia, I don't know. And it's not just the fact that he's lived in Australia that could make Boris Johnson the first Australian British Prime Minister. In many ways he resembles and has learned from past Australian political leaders. For example, Malcolm Turnbull. He's pro-banker, pro-immigrant, a Eurosceptic who's pro-gay marriage. And in other ways, he's like Bob Hawke. Several marriages, many affairs and a love child. But the bonking Boris moniker appears to do no harm, politically at least. And he also seems to have Mark Latham's attitude towards taxi drivers. The London Mayor and Conservative MP Boris Johnson has been filmed uh, swearing uh, in a pretty colourful way at a taxi driver. I don't take offence at the language used, but the inference to go and die, that, I think that's a little bit nasty. And like our former Foreign Minister Bob Carr, loves ancient history and nerded out with Annabelle Crabb by reciting the Iliad in ancient Greek. When I'm in trouble, I <laughs> recite to myself, Hmm, not sure if that's ancient Greek or just Adam Sandler's gibberish from Billy Madison. Uh, please, Billy, please, no gibberish tonight, please, I beg you. And more recently, the Australian leader he's most started to resemble is Scott Morrison, in that all he cares about is tax cuts that overwhelmingly benefit the wealthy. The way to get more growth you, the out of the economy is judicious tax I'm trying cuts. To... We also think there is room to make some, some sensible uh, tax cuts. Mr Johnson, why was your first pronouncement in this campaign one on tax cuts for the wealthiest? It's part of a, Julie, it's part of a package. And like ScoMo, he's promising to simultaneously and magically improve all services as well. So just let me get this straight. So you want to put more money into schools. I do. You want to put more money into transport in the north. You want to roll out full fibre broadband to every house in the country. You want to put 20,000 more police on the streets. And you also want to cut taxes. I mean, come on. That's having a cake and eating it, isn't it? Well, actually, of course, uh, as the uh, great uh, Tunisian scholar and sage Ibn Khaldun pointed out as early as the 14th century, there are plenty of taxes that you can cut which will actually increase your revenues. And maybe you can tell from that answer, but he's a bit like Kevin Rudd in that when he tries to sound like an intellectual, he just sounds like a dumbass. And they haven't the guts yes, to put questions to, to me. What Great is it, um, supine protoplasmic invertebrate jellies. He's also a lot like Scott Morrison in that he's developed the cunning habit of just not answering questions he doesn't want to. I do not comment on uh, that kind of thing. I don't particularly want to get into stuff that, you know, done and dusted. Again, I admire your journalistic um, technique, but I think I've given you the answer that I'm going to... And not forgetting Boris's difficult relationship with the truth. He was fired from the Times for making up a quote. He was fired by Michael Howard after lying about an affair. And this has led to some scary warnings. 
even from that left-wing pro-dope-smoking hippie rag, The Economist. There is no evidence that he'll be good at being precise with his words, and there's a lot of evidence that he is willing to say things that are flat-out false. Given all this lying, I'd be scared if you're going to get on a plane or drink water after Brexit. I prophesy very confidently that we will have a uh, successful Brexit, the planes will fly, there will be clean drinking water, and there will be... Uh, there will be way for the Mars bars because where there's a will, there's a way. Uh, Yeah, forget about Bitcoin. After I heard that, I'm investing all my money in Mars bars. But it's not just his relationship with the truth that's scary. Recently, he's made a number of racist statements in an effort to win over the right wing of his party while also trying to trigger the left. In an article for the Daily Telegraph, he says the wearing of burqas is oppressive, weird and bullying, adding it is absolutely ridiculous that people should choose to go around looking like letterboxes. And makes a comparison between burqa wearing and looking like a bank robber. Does he still believe that black people should be called pickaninnies with watermelon smiles? Does he still think that it's acceptable to compare Muslim women to bank robbers and to letterboxes? If you look at that article, which I, I, I don't know if anybody did, it was a, it was a strong liberal defence of the right of women to wear the burqa. And if all of this is sounding very familiar to us Aussies, it's because Boris Johnson has been working very closely with Linton Crosby, John Howard's political strategist, who essentially wedged Australia in half over race lines and whom Boris Johnson is very fond of. He's a very, very good uh, political campaign manager. He's the best I've ever seen. This tilt rightward has led to fear and outrage from many in the British Muslim community, including the chairman of the Conservative Muslim Foundation, Muhammad Amin. Is this person sufficiently moral to be prime minister? And I believe he fails that test. But uh, MPs would disagree with you. They think he's certainly the right man to sort out Brexit for this country. A A lot of Germans thought that Hitler was the right man for them. That's a very shocking comparison to make. Yes, it's, I'm not saying Boris Johnson wants to send people to the gas chamber. Clearly he doesn't. He's a buffoon. And what a buffoon he is. Like when he said this is Foreign Secretary. Did you really call the French turds? Well, I, uh, <laughs> I, have, no, I have no recollection of this, uh, <laughs> of, of this, uh, of this, this comment. It's not very well sourced, this story. But anyway. Um, well, it seems to have come it? from the Foreign Office. Yes, while he was Foreign Secretary, he didn't exactly win over his staff. I've spoken to one figure who said that working with Boris Johnson is like walking a few feet behind a horse, shoveling its shit. Even when he wasn't Foreign Secretary, he still pissed off foreign leaders. Like with this prize-winning poem he wrote about Turkish President Recep Erdogan. There was a young fellow from Ankara who was a terrific wanker. Till he sowed his wild oats with the help of a goat, but it didn't even stop to thank her. Yes, move over Shakespeare. Good to see the literary arts still thriving in Great Britain today. And as if gaffes on the world stage aren't bad enough, he can't even name a Lady Gaga song or a character from Star Wars. Have you always been a Gaga fan? I think she's fantastic, yes. Do you have a favourite song? Well, just remind me what. Give me a go. What is what is it's a bad romance? No, no, no. What's the other one? What's poker face? Yes, poker face. face. That's better. I tell you what. I identify very. I I, I identify very much with um, the guy with the lightsaber. And his math skills also leave a bit to be desired. Take two apples from three apples. What do you have? You have. 
you've got loads of apples, mate. And while Australia's cracking down on journalists, Boris Johnson has previously gone one step further. He once conspired uh, with a criminal uh, on, on the phone to talk about beating up a journalist. And when confronted with the evidence, Teflon Boris just laughed it off. Uh, how badly is he going to hurt this guy? Not badly at all. He will not have a broken limb or broken arm. I'm not ashamed of it. What are you not ashamed of, though, Boris? <laughs> Whatever there is not to be ashamed of. <laughs> and if all of this is making you think Boris Johnson could be a little bit dangerous, The Economist agrees. I think Boris Johnson is a dangerous politician. The rather narcissistic individual who wants to be not just liked, but loved. And that means that he's willing to pander, bend the truth. Or as Trump-pardoned criminal Conrad Black called him... He's a sly fox disguised as a teddy bear. Yes, a bumbling buffoon of a teddy bear that, actually, a lot of British people like. Boris says what he means and he delivers. But what does he actually stand for? According to old university colleagues, Boris really only stood for whatever could get Boris elected. Boris was a political chameleon. He did not want to alienate anybody, so he allowed people to think whatever they wanted to think. That was pretty smart. And it turns out the whole buffoon thing could just be an act he learned at uni. Do you think that you, you learnt something for later life from acting in plays at Eton, that you could actually get more laughs by looking as if you don't know your lines than actually remembering them? Well, I certainly think that as a general tactic in life, if that's what you're driving at, it is, it is often useful to give the slight impression that you are deliberately pretending not to know what is going on. Because the reality may be that you don't know what is going on, but people won't be able to tell the difference. And behind this bumbling buffoonish facade, his sister points out that there could actually be a grander scheme at play. When people ask me if he wants to be Prime Minister, I always say, no, he's much more ambitious than that. <laughs> more ambitious than being the British Prime Minister? But how could that be? And then I discovered... Boris was born in New York City. Yes, good old Boris is born in the USA. And he admitted his possible future plans to David Letterman in 2012. Why couldn't you think about being Prime Minister? You could if you wanted to. Well, I suppose I could. I, could. I mean, as you've already pointed out, I could be President of the United States. On, yeah, on well, I guess... But it mightn't even stop with Boris being President of the United States. In a 2013 documentary, his sister finally revealed what his lifelong ambition is. Whenever anyone asked him what he wanted to be, he would answer, world king. That is true. And that's what he thought. He thought that was a job that he could do. And if you're sitting there thinking this is a joke and there's no way Boris Johnson could ever be king of the entire world, well, just remember, as he says, where's the will, there's a way. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, 
like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to Monday.com. Anyways, I hope you enjoyed this classic episode of News Fighters. If you want to check out some of our all-time favorite episodes and segments, I've got a whole bunch of playlists set up on our YouTube channel at youtube.com slash newsfighters. And if you like this episode, why don't you buy me a coffee? Just to remind me people are actually listening to this at buymeacoffee.com slash newsfighters. And if you want to keep in touch with what's happening with me uh, outside of Newsfighters, I'm Dylan Bain. My Twitter is at Dialabolical, D-Y-L-A-B-O-L-I-C-A-L. Or you can email me at Dylan at newsfighters.com and we're probably not posting there but we are on social media on Twitter and Instagram at newsfighterspod now just because newsfighters isn't happening at the moment doesn't mean there's not other great Aussie news comedy podcasts you can tune into so why not dial up my mates over at Irrational Fear and The Chase Report for some news comedy lols and finally a huge thank you to everyone who's listened to and supported the podcast over the past five years all our guests all our Patreon supporters all our coffee buyers our regular contributors Stefan Puzzer and Beck Melrose Dan Illich at Irrational Fear for all the support and throwing us a lifeline and to you for listening to this right now we hope to be back in the future but in the meantime keep fighting and bye for now this is News Fighters where we fight the news so you don't have to. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns.